Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, the aforementioned Tyler Crawley. And I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little worried on Tuesday at one point on what exactly we were going to be discussing on today's show, which is, let's let's face it, um, kind of surprising. I can usually talk about anything, which, of course, we could do, but I do like to try and keep it to what's happening in real estate, what's happening in mortgage markets, and what's happening with the economy. And of course, there's always general economic news that you could talk about, but I like to focus on things that are impacting real estate. And going into the day, I was like, I guess we could talk about DR Horton earnings. (laughs) That came out before the bell. That was out, I can't remember what time it was, like 7 a.m. or something. Uh, But that's not exciting. That's really not that exciting. And then, luckily, We got some data from Zonda Economics looking at new home pending sales. We're going to talk about um, some good data from December. But first, we're going to talk about a new survey. Love the surveys, love the polls. You know, I still got that political streak in me and that entire industry, especially getting close to an election is all about the polling data. It's all about the polling. What does this poll show? No matter how wrong they are, it still is always gonna matter. Like, look, look what this poll found. And uh, so I'm, I'm a sucker for polling data, surveys, whatever it may be. And there was a new survey from Nerd Wallet conducted by the Harris Poll, and it found, are you ready for this? 28 million Americans, about 28 million Americans, somewhere around there, about 11% of Americans plan on purchasing a home in the next 12 months. That's a big number. 10%, over 10% of the country, 28 million homes. Now to put that in context, the hottest year on record was 21, 2021 where we saw just under 7 million home transactions. So that means this isn't true. (laughs) There's no way we're going to uh, quadruple what we saw happen in 21. And the reality of this poll is that they they first started asking this question four years ago. And since then, every year they've gotten a number between 9 and 11%. So there's a lot of optimistic people out there, people who are feeling good and they're like, hey, I'd like to buy a house. But in reality, the number is at best a quarter of what they are. A little bit of clickbait, a little bit of clickbait there. Uh, Quarter, if not less, more than likely less. Uh, I think last year, I think 22, we saw under 6 million and they're projecting that this year could be just over 5 million. <laughs> so the likelihood of us hitting, uh, that would be almost six times that. That would be very surprising. That would be very surprising. First of all, we don't have the houses. I think how many houses are listed right now? Like a million? 
So they would have to be listing 2 million homes almost uh, a month in order to keep up with that. Or, I mean, a little over a million every single month. New listings, which doesn't seem likely based on what's happening with inventory levels, which we talked about yesterday with Altos Research. Uh, Nerd Wallet, as I mentioned, noted that the hottest month on record for just existing home sales was 21 with about 6 million. If you include new home sales on top of it, it was it was close to seven, but nowhere near 28. So more than likely, we're not gonna see 28 million Americans buy a home, unfortunately. It'd be good for my business. <laughs> It'd be good for the mortgage business. I'd be very happy about that. And a lot of that has to do with probably misconceptions people have about what it takes to buy a home. Um, as well as, like I said, inventory issues, not being, I mean, right now, people would probably be surprised to know that inventory levels are still extremely low because you're hearing about, oh, the housing market's having problems and people are conjuring up ideas of 2008 and there's all these homes on the market and prices are collapsing. And sure, there are places where we're seeing big price drops. It's not happening in Southeastern North Carolina. I can tell you that. It's maybe a little bit of price movement. You are not seeing a collapse of prices any way, shape, or form. And even in the areas where you're seeing big price movements downward, I mean, maybe they're falling back to like late 2021 levels, uh, but you're not seeing an in, in a situation where homes have even fallen year over year yet. And so, as I said, you know, we're going to get Kay Schiller's numbers um, next week, and that could show the first place, more than likely San Francisco, where we could see a month over month, or excuse me, year over year drop in prices. But once again, that's year over year. And so you're still seeing price movements. Most people would argue that home prices feel to them elevated. So it will drop, but to most people, it's probably still going to feel elevated. And, and here, here's an example of that. So of those 11%, those about 28 million Americans who are hoping to buy a home this year, they're also hoping to spend $269,200. That's the average. $269,200. $200. Now, in order for that to become a reality, so I'm assuming when they say they want to spend $269, let's just say I'm being generous and assuming that they're talking about what a loan that they want. So the rest they're going to put down, they're going to take out a loan for $269,200. In order for them to do that, if we're looking at the national median existing home sales price for the last report, which we got, I think it was last week, $366,900, which would mean the average person would have to put $100,000 down in order to get to that two sixty nine dollars that they'd feel comfortable taking a loan out for. Now, maybe they're saying is that they want to buy a home for two sixty nine, dollars in which case they have an even bigger problem. But let's just assume that that's what they want the loan size to be they'd have to put $100,000, just about $100,000 down in order to buy a home. Now, there is one place where they might be able to accomplish that, and that would be the Midwest. Uh, the last existing home sales report from the National Association of Realtors had the median existing home price at $262,000, which means that if you are someone who is looking to spend two sixty nine. dollars there is a place to do it. It is not the East, the Northeast. It is not the South. It is definitely not the West. 
it is the Midwest. So could see big migration. People have said that the Midwest could be the hot market for 23. Here is your evidence. So I think that one of the reasons why you're seeing this huge number, 28 million, and also it should be noted in the report, they did mention that 80%, over 80%, about 83% of people looked at owning a, owning a home as a priority for them. So either they already own one or they'd like to own one. So people still put a value on home ownership. And that's why so many people would like to be able to own a home or upgrade their home or downgrade or whatever. And so they're looking at buying a home. But the reality is, I mean, we've seen such changes in the housing market that I don't think it's caught up with a lot of people. I think rates have. I think that's why you're starting to see some positive activity, big jump in mortgage rate or mortgage demand uh, last week. We'll see what happens later today. One of those big reasons, because people are starting to say, okay, this is where rates are. They're not, they're not at three anymore. They're not definitely not at two. They're not even at four. They're in the sixes. Maybe you can get low six, mid six, depending on your credit score, depending on how much money you want to borrow. A lot of factors, of course, obviously go into that. And of course, what's happening with markets, but people are saying, okay, here's where rates are. And I think that people, because if you haven't been looking, you might not know what homes are. And like I said, you are seeing a little bit of a pullback in prices, depending on what market you're in. Uh, but yeah, 269, unless you're in the Midwest, it's going to be a stretch unless you're putting a ton of money down and that's just the loan size. I mean, so you're still paying more for the house. Um, it should also be noted, and this will not be surprising. This is because people are waking up to this idea that home homes cost more and financing homes cost more uh, about one third, 32% of Americans feel worse about their ability to buy a home this year versus 2022. And yeah, that's unfortunate, but it's understandable. I mean, we have a slowing economy. There's no doubt we're seeing the layoffs every single day. Labor market remains tight. So that's that's the good news. Wages do seem to some appreciation with wages. However, you are seeing reports about real wages uh, starting to stagnate, if not fall a little bit. Um, but it's understandable. Plus, home prices are high and, and, and financing a home versus where we were two years ago is higher. This number, 32%, is up from the 25% of people who felt this way in 22 versus 21. So it's not surprisingly that as home prices increase, rates increase, economy slows, people are starting to feel less confident about buying, but they still want to. And I think that's the, the important takeaway. They still want to. Uh, 58% of respondents said they feel worse because of the economy. 57% feel worse because of higher rates. And 57% feel worse because of higher home prices. Now, obviously, that's not supposed to add up to 100%. They weren't only given one reason. They were given a lot of reasons. But obviously, the vast majority of people were giving these three criteria. Slowing economy, higher rates, higher home prices. Uh, and in fact, two-thirds... A little bit over 67% of Americans say a housing crash is imminent in the next three years. And I think a lot of people also probably don't really understand what a housing crash would be, because if you think about it, let's say we did see a crash equivalent to what happened in 2008, where home prices dropped, you know, 20, 25, 30%. A lot of, a lot of cases, those home prices will still be elevated from where they were in 2020. So even if we did see 
home prices crashed, which no one is really projecting unless something really horrific happens with the economy, home prices are still going to be elevated from where they were in 2020, which I don't think is what people think. Because you remember 2008, I mean, home prices fell and they fell down to levels they hadn't seen in over a decade. That's not going to happen here. You know, worst case scenario, home prices will fall back to levels that we saw at the end of 20, maybe early 21. No one is projecting that home prices are going to fall back to pre-pandemic levels. Even in the worst markets, no one is calling. I mean, that, that would be 40 to 50% drop in home prices. Find me someone making that projection. That's not happening. Uh, Holden Lewis, nerd wallet home and mortgage expert, said 2023 could be the first buyer-friendly environment in over three years. It's looking like it's going to play out that way. Saying, quote, competition among buyers was fierce in 20 and 21, and then mortgage rates skyrocketed in 22. The housing market finally might be friendlier to buyers in 23. Rates could fall and home prices might decline in some places. So despite the kind of clickbaity <laughs> 28 million, uh, more than likely the projections I've seen were around 5 million. It's what they think. So maybe optimistic, maybe five and a half but still down from last year and down, of course, from the hottest year on record, 2021, when we barely, uh, just barely missed 7 million. Now, I do want to bring some, or something that I've noticed, I should say, something that I've noticed in a lot of this housing data is, you know, 20, the second half of 2022 was, was bad. I mean, everything just plummeted. I mean, just if you wanted to know where the bottom was in the housing market, you can probably find it in somewhere in the data in 2022. And that's why a lot of people are saying, I saw Goldman Sachs make this argument. I've seen some other comments out there from economists that the bottom of sales activity for 2020, for or for the housing market just in general, might be behind us. We might have bottomed in December, maybe early January, but we're starting to see activity pick back up and home prices still have a ways to go in some markets, depending on the situation. No one's saying that prices have bottomed. They're saying sales activity, they believe has bottomed. And there's a lot of data that showed, despite the year over year drops, there was a little uptick, maybe at the end of December, early January, whatever it may be. We saw that in uh, residential residential construction data with you know with regards to completions we saw better um, you know completions were up year over year that wasn't surprising but I think it was um, housing starts surprisingly was um, not as bad as expected so it's still down <laughs> for the month but you're seeing like little signs that there may be little silver linings um, at the end of 22 and the start of 23 and, and this was more evidence of that. There was a new report from Zonda looking at new home pending sales and their new home pending sales index. Well, it did fall year over year by almost 40%, about as close as you can get without actually being at 40%, 39.9%. The month over month data from November to December was up 2.7%. And in fact, this was only the second time all year that you saw a month over month increase. I think the other one was June, June to July, or May to June, you saw a little bit of an increase. And then here, November to December. So two times in the whole month, 
did you see a uptick month over month? And not surprisingly, so I just talked about the West and just how ridiculous home prices are in the West. Uh, They're having probably the worst of it. Because according to this report, nine of the top 10 worst metro areas year over year were in the West. I think um, the other place that's not in the West was in Texas, maybe Austin or maybe Dallas. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I think it, it was in, I know it was in Texas. I just don't know where it was in Texas. Uh, so Denver led the way with a 68.2% drop year over year, followed by Phoenix was down 67.5% and San Francisco fell 63.8%. Uh, no metro no metro area was positive. Baltimore was the best. They were only down 3.3%. Charlotte was um was it that second best worst? <laughs> they were only down 17.1% and then Philadelphia was down 22%. It's crazy the 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 what, what the disparity between the Baltimore at 3.3 and then Charlotte at 17. I mean, that's just, that's that's a big spread there, I should say, between Baltimore and Charlotte. So uh, Baltimore, I guess doing okay, only down 3.3%. And then Charlotte, once again, Zillow has them as the hottest housing market in 23. And here they are being the second best, worst, housing <laughs> new home or new home pending sales for the year uh prices despite a steep sales drop that's not right that's what i have written down despite a steep sales drop man i guess that makes sense uh home prices ended the year up across the board among all levels entry level was up the most 9.6 percent uh move ups were up 8.9 percent and then high-end homes the dream homes we're up 7.7% year over year, which you know, not surprising that once again, home prices are up. Just as we were talking about with existing home sales, uh, the median existing home price is still up year over year. We have not seen a month of negative appreciation. And we haven't even seen it in an individual area yet. So we're definitely not going to be seeing, seeing it national numbers at least yet. <laughs> that number is getting smaller and smaller every day. Uh, Ali Wolf, Zana's chief economist, said a historically bad end to 2022 is paving the way for a more stable market here in 23, saying, quote, the leveling off of financing costs combined with builders ripping the Band-Aid off regarding home prices and normal seasonality has allowed for green shoots in the housing market to start in 2023, price discovery is happening quickly in the new homes market and housing demand in many metro areas across the country is showing signs of either stabilizing or improving compared to the second half of last year. So the takeaway is people are optimistic about 23. I mean, it was it was it was dark at the end of 22. I'm not going to lie. It was a dark time. And once again, I'm in the south where we're seeing a majority of a a vast majority of transactions are happening in the South. And I could see how dark it was. I can't even imagine some of these places that were, you know, the South is like 50% of home transactions 
you know, I can imagine what it was like in the Northeast where it's like four, like 4% of home transactions are happening in the Northeast. So it was very dark. It was very dark up there. Um, so you're starting to see positive news. People are saying, hey, things are, are are getting better. Now, we're not going back to 21. We're not going back to even the beginning of 22 or the end of 20. And in fact, we might even, we might not even go back to 19. But we are getting to more of a more normalized housing market. And that is positive. And on that note, I like to end things on a positive note. We are going to call it a wrap. Um, real quick, once again, not a lot going on today. I mean, we got some PPI data from... The UK, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we got a Bank of Canada interest rate decision. They're supposed to go a quarter point. So I don't know, might talk about that. Uh, mortgage demand after a big week. It'll be interesting to see if we see a slight correction, negative week, or are we gonna continue in the positive direction? I hope so. That would be nice. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast. Thursday is the big day. Thursday's the big day. We got GDP numbers. We got jobless claims. We got mortgage rate data. We got new home sales. It's a business. It's like everything. Why, why couldn't they spread that out? Spread the love. Give some to, give some to Tuesday or Wednesday. Be nice. Um, so we got a busy Thursday, but we got, we, or I should say a busy Friday show. We got a lot to get to on Friday because a lot happening on Thursday, but we'll be back Thursday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.